The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I'd like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. Do you want to learn real estate? We got that. Do you want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sabi? We got that. Do you want travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. Makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. Turo? Got it. Candles? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we are into and... You can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 131, okay? This podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is September 20th, Tuesday. September 20th, and it is currently 6.21 p.m. All right, so before we get into the life update, all right, for all of y'all who don't know, we start off with screen time check. That is when I check how much I used my phone last week. I also check which apps I used. I also check how many times I picked up my phone and which apps I used right after I picked my phone up, okay? Um, the goal is to see... Uh, this kind of, how do I put this? I want to see how much my screen time changes when our life changes and if there's a correlation between the two. Uh, and I also know that if I do not take advantage of my phone, then my phone will take advantage of me. Last week, the average screen time on my cell phone was eight hours and one minute. Almost under eight hours. It's not bad. Uh, it was pretty heavy on Saturday, which was 11 hours and 14 minutes. I'm not sure what we did on I think we did a lot of driving around on Saturday so I had YouTube for four hours and 19 minutes but for the entire week I used YouTube for 20 hours and 29 minutes Instagram for 12 hours and 39 minutes and then Google Maps for six hours and 23 minutes uh I picked up my phone on average 98 times per day and my first used app after pickup was YouTube then Instagram and then Safari so babe what was your screen time for last week uh my average for last week is six hours and 23 minutes um my most used app was instagram for 11 hours and 44 minutes 
then TikTok for five hours and 41 minutes, then Google Maps for five hours and 41 minutes, then YouTube for five hours and 33 minutes. Hmm. Um, and I only do that, oh, I know why. Because I'm like, that's weird for me because I don't normally use YouTube, especially on, not on my phone. I use it on my iPad when I go to bed at night. But um, I've been listening to music on YouTube. Why? It's unreleased music. So mm. they don't have no Apple music. Got you. Um, and then my average pickups were 129, and Instagram was a top at 191. Um, yeah, for that. Yeah. Okay. That's my first use after pickups. Mm. Um, okay, and then we have subscriber check. So today, which is September 20th, 2022, we have 5,675 subscribers. 76. Oh, mine says 75. Let me refresh it. 76. 5,676 since we started the podcast. Honestly, since I took my phone out. Um, so that is what we are at today. Uh, so let's see. Life update. Where am I start with? I think I will start with the house because I was asked about the house. Uh, honestly, probably like two or three times last week. Um, I'm trying to think who asked me about the house. Oh, oh, oh shout out to Rico Paul. Now who is now Sterling Paul? Um, so and someone else asked me, but I forgot who it was. It might have been Jay, but I also got to come back to my guy Jay. That was uh, that was very funny. <laughs> last last was very funny. Um, but so okay, as far as the house. Um, hmm. I'm not sure where to really start with this. So we haven't really seen a lot of traction in the last two weeks. I think the house got listed at a very odd time. Um, I think it's going into September. I think school is starting. I think it was literally, I think Labor Day, the second week the house went up. Um, then I don't know how much this matters in Philly, but it was, uh, it was 9-11 that, that weekend. So I don't know if it affected Philly at all, but it's just a lot of things I feel like happened during that week. So yeah, like I said, I think it was it was a very weird time to list the house, but we had to list it anyway. We, we weren't gonna hold it until like, oh, let's wait till November or December to list it. Um, so now we have to work with what we have. So like I said, there aren't really, there hasn't been a lot of traction in the last week or two. Uh, I'll read if I didn't read this last week. I'll read it again this week for the most recent text or update from my agent. He has said it was about the the ceiling. He said I want to give you an update on Dover Street. We haven't seen an increase in showings yet since after Labor Day. We did host an open house yesterday. One group came through with their agent. They expressed interest. I followed up with their agent, and they said they're thinking about it. Overall, they really like the house. A few things they don't like. Uh, is in parentheses, unsure of the neighborhood and the kitchen counters. I'll keep you posted if there is further interest here. He said, I'm going to do another round of reverse prospecting today, personally reaching out to anyone and everyone who brought a buyer to the area in the last six months. We're continuing with our social media outreach and getting in front of as many eyes as possible to hopefully generate another offer, generate an offer as soon as possible. So that was last week, right? So I think something happened that was very interesting because I was thinking about lowering the price of the house, right? Because at this point, we want to get the house sold. We have people to pay. I got to pay back Tori. got to pay back my mom, my sister, uh, my aunt, and another uh, secret person that helped us with the house. So th I th uh, think that's everybody, if I'm not mistaken. But I just want to pay everybody back. 
So I just want to get the house sold because we're paying $1,500, $1,588 per month. And then if we the payment is late, it's an extra like $170. So like this month is late. So it's going to be like $1,700 we're paying per month. Like honestly, we haven't paid rent in this house, but we've been paying rent over there. Our rent is like $1,700 here. It's exactly $1,730 for this studio. And that money's going over there to the mortgage or the rent, the payment every month for them. So if we ha- if we were able to keep that, we could probably do a lot more with that money. And we could probably save some of it, have a little you know money to the side if something comes up. Right, so I'm trying to figure out what would be the lowest price we can sell the house for and then just get it off our books and just be done with the house, right? Now, in thinking about that, I think it's very interesting because I brought it up to my agent and he said that he kind of has been considering it. He was thinking about going from 299 to 289. And before I had told him about it, I was thinking about going lower than that. And then randomly, I haven't heard from my uncle in a, a while, honestly, since the house, since before the house was listed. So it's been over a month since I've heard from him. And he just randomly texted me and was like, hey, how's the house going? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of slowed down as far as traffic goes. He was saying that he lost a couple of deals because of the interest rates rising. And he's lost out a couple of properties because of that. So he was suggesting that I lower the price for the house. And he was, I asked him like, okay, how much? He said that I should lower a lot because, uh, what was his reason? I forgot his exact reason. I think he said give people in there more. I'm just not sure the exact reason, but he said lowered a lot. So I'm, to me, that's subjective. So I'm thinking, what is a lot? He said lower to 279. Now that's something in a ballpark of what I was thinking about originally when I went to lower the price, and I felt like okay, let's do that right now. I had talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago about property and one of the agents when I was trying to find someone to sell a house to, and he was pretty much saying that the price of the house is a marketing technique, I guess you want to call it, as opposed to you as how much you want to get for the house. So when I thought about that, I said, okay, if that is a marketing tool, the price of the house, then how can I use that to get more people into the door of the house. So I'm like, okay, if we lower the house to 279, right? That's 20K down. What I want to do is lower it that large amount and then increase it $1,000 every month. I haven't figured out the exact number, maybe $2,000 every three weeks, you know, but I want to raise it at, at every three weeks every, to every month. And the reason why is because I think if you, once you lower that property price, right? Zillow, Redfin, all those other companies, they will send you an email as if the house is brand new. So you'll get an update from that house very frequent every month about the house. So that's one way people could go, oh, I remember this house. I want to go check it out. And the price is lower. It's 29. It went down 20K. But then the people who are looking at it already who haven't decided to buy it yet, they go, oh, the price went down 20K. Okay, that's great. They'll see it go up and they go, damn, okay, it was 279. It went up 2K. They're like, all right, maybe I'll wait a little bit longer. And they'll see it going up higher. And I think that it will play on to the fear of missing out or FOMO as it's known that people go, wait, maybe I should try and buy because I don't know how high it's going to go up. And I already missed my chance of getting it at 279 when I first saw it because I was, you know, pussyfooting around. So I think that that will get people to at least come back to the house or submit an offer. And I think because we'll have more offers, I think that'll cause us to have the price go back up. It might go up to like 285 or 280, something like that. I don't really know. But because it's a marketing tool, it's all about getting people in the door. 
door. Like it's not about selling the house for that price. It's about getting somebody in the door to then talk to them, figure out what they what their needs are, what their wants are, what they don't like, and see if we can negotiate something with them. Um, honestly, from somebody before who we talked to, the one I just read about the counter, I was considering lowering the price of the house to accommodate their issue with the counter i'm thinking to myself okay if the counter is an issue i don't have a problem lowering the house ten thousand dollars so you have enough money to go and use that to buy new countertops because like i said we want the house sold like i really don't care just we want the house sold and put behind us even if we don't make money even if we lose a couple i just we want the house to be gone because now at this point it's this big uh um what they call ball and chain around our neck like we're just like come on just get it off of us right so one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to find out how much you would make from the house if we sold at 279.9. So when you sell a house, they have something called a net seller sheet and your agent's supposed to give this to you so you have an idea of how much you could you should expect to get from the house. So he sent that to me today and I'm going to read you guys the numbers of what he said we should look we should be expected to get once we sell the house. This is what the net seller sheet or seller's estimated net sheet says. So our mortgage that we owe or the, the uh, balance that we owe to the lender is $167,800, right? And the sale price would be $279,000. So we the gross equity would be $111,200, okay? Now, again, I think this is crazy because that would have been what we made roughly if we didn't have a turbo if i didn't pick a turbo contractor we would have been able to profit a huge amount on this deal i just want to say that i think that's crazy but here are the numbers so the transfer tax in pennsylvania is 2.14 percent that is five thousand nine hundred and seventy dollars remember we have one hundred eleven thousand two hundred dollars that we would keep that we would get to keep the brokerage commission, which is to the agent, and if you bring somebody else in, is 5%. So that means he's getting paid $13,950. Then we have the certification with the $50. Then we have the conveyance. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's $500. I think that's for like your attorney fees and your uh, title company stuff. Uh, then we have credits to the seller, which would be $85.76, right? So that means that that would leave us with ninety thousand eight hundred and twenty dollars and sixteen cents so that's how much we would make if we were able to uh keep the budget where it was supposed to be and get the house done when it was supposed to be done right so now remember the number i said is it is ninety thousand eight hundred and twenty all right so let me go through this ninety thousand eight hundred and twenty all right so we're gonna subtract twenty seven actually we're gonna subtract uh 10 10,000 I think my mom gave us 10,000 and then I believe my sister gave us 17,000 right so it means uh 275 yeah so minus 175 all right so we're at 63,320 dollars then subtract with my aunt what my aunt gave us so that's 10,000 okay then subtract what Tori gave us that's 275 uh, then subtract what Melissa's uh, secret admirer gave us. That's uh, five. No, that's twenty thousand, right? So we will be left with five thousand eight hundred and twenty dollars. Now, if we sell the house at two seventy nine, we would be left with five thousand eight hundred twenty dollars. And then the only thing that's kind of left to pay out of that would be the um, 
what is his name? The contractor, we owe him 10000 So we would be negative about $5,000 to pay him. Um, that's where we would be at if we sell the house at two seventy nine. I don't really care because, like I said, everybody getting paid. That's all that really matters. Um, but obviously, if we go up from there, we would make more. If anything over uh, two eighty five, I think we would make some money, which is it's whatever. Like I, like I said, to me, we need the we need the house gone. That seventeen hundred dollars a month is killing us. Is killing us right now. Um, but that's where we're at right now with the house. So I talked to him today. He liked the idea. Um, and he can implement that. It might be today or tomorrow. So right now that is update with the house. Oh, last thing about that. My contract has been blowing up my phone, uh, like every other day to, cause <laughs> when we had the contract about him getting paid when the house is sold in the contract, it said that once I get the certificate of occupancy, which is what you need when you renovate a house, he will get the check. He will start getting paid um, for his work because he wanted like $500 a month until the house is sold. I'm like, sure, whatever. However, now that he already did that, he's like, damn, I, you know, you already got approved for it, but you don't have it yet. So, you know, if you start paying me now and I'm like, uh, no, I'm like, we signed and it says that once I get the certificate, certificate of occupancy, that is when you will get your money. Um, so until then, you're not getting any money. But then now he's been doing the whole like, come on, man, please. Yo, why you come on? Yo, why you? And I'm like, you didn't have that energy when you, we was the house was being fucked over for the last 18 months. When you was talking about I'm on vacation, I'm in bed. It's a Sunday. No urgency. There was no urgency then. But now it's like, come on, give me my, I need my $500 a month. It's like, listen, when I get it, you'll get it. And we can go from there. But like I said, that's where we are at with with him now. Uh, so like I said, I'll keep you updated on what the house happens next week. Hopefully, with the price change, we have some movement uh, over the next seven days. Um, let's see. What's the next thing for the life update? Uh, candle. Candle business. All right. So y'all know that last week was total debauchery. And we just fucked up. And we, we ended up having to wait a month for the next craft fair. We was right on a precipice on the cusp of the come up. We was like, okay, we just was making like $1,500 a weekend. Uh, we was making profit because we were able to pay our bills. We had scheduled it three times in a row. We got the loan from Square. We was on top. And in the blink of an eye, we underneath the, we under, we be down bad. In the, with a blink of an eye, right? So now uh, our next fair that we can do, I believe is October 8th and 9th, is that right? Do you remember if it's 8th and 9th? 8th and 9th. Uh, so we had to survive until then. So we're just figuring out everything we could do. Um, I had some GameStop stock that I had bought last year. Um, and funny enough, like I think a, maybe a month ago or so, they actually had a stock split. And if you don't know what that means is if I had 10 stocks or 10 shares, now I have 20. That's just how they do it. It's a, it's a company thing. But what that means is now the money I have doubles. So at the time, I had 30 shares and now I have 60 shares. And at that time, it was worth $2,100. But over the last couple of weeks, it kind of went down a little bit because the market is, you know, doing this market thing and it's down to like $1,700, which is not bad. So I decided to take out the money that was in there because I felt like it would be very useful, useful for us to 
survive the next like three weeks um i took out one thousand there's still seven hundred dollars left but i might end up taking that out too just because the circumstances are not the best um so i figured but another seven hundred dollars might help us with what we have coming up but actually i want to check what it's at right now because uh if it goes if it goes down that would suck it might have went down a couple cents or something um but it went down a dollar 42 i think it says now here's the thing about this right i still believe that there's going to be some type of reckoning with gamestop i have a, a connect who's really heavy into looking into these kind of things y'all know my guy matt so i still think that there is something down the line for it but it was he had told me about it happening last year and it's been a year since then and i and in the time the situation that we're in if i have money to use i'm gonna use it like if i could find some money scrape it up here and there i'm gonna try and use that to to get us to the next milestone so um and i think we could definitely get by with 1700 dollars for sure from now until october 8th today is the 20th so we got we gotta we gotta get through this weekend and the next weekend one week two weeks we got like damn we got all of this week all next week and all week after that so that's three weeks so we survived these three weeks we're gonna be good we should we should be good we should be good um so as far as uh, the candles go y'all may have seen the live uh we got the candles into a spa um now funny enough for me getting stuff whether it be clothing or candles into stores is not very hard uh, i learned this when i was uh, with my friend from when i was younger we used to go to stores to get our clothes in there and i just realized that it's once you talk to people and know people it's really it it's not very hard to get it in there it's really not so because of that i'm like it doesn't really surprise me that it got in there what did surprise me though was that the guy wanted to buy the candles cash right there and I wasn't paying attention to that. I heard him say it, but I didn't hone in on that and be like, okay, let, let me give you X amount. Uh, there's several reasons for that. One, we'd have the candles with us. Two, my main focus was getting the candles in the store without having any friction between that and the sale. Um, so I just like, okay, hey, how about this? We have an agreement where we do consignment. If you don't know what consignment is, that means we put the candles in the store for free and then we split the, whatever somebody buys, we'll split it. And the, the cut or split that we came up with was 70 30 we get 70 they get 30 um but what i wanted to do the next day when we brought the candles i wanted to try and say listen if we do 70 30 you're only going to get 12 dollars. if you only get 12 dollars and you have to pay for a percentage for taxes and a percentage for what is it called and a percentage for your transaction fee like through visa or mastercard or discover that's pretty much gonna be like ten dollars so you're only gonna really make two or three dollars so you could buy the candles wholesale from us for 25 dollars and the the retail price is 50 plus dollars so you can make 25 dollars on it as opposed to making the 12 you're almost doubling what you could make so that's something i would have said but when i went there the next day they weren't there someone else was there so we ended up just leaving the candles there and then today we went to the container store shout out to the container store got some information for that we went to the container store today and melissa and michaels melissa had picked up some displays for what we're going to put in the spots because we don't want the candles to just sit there y'all know from before we were in a store in a store called flying solo which is in manhattan and 
two problems we realize we learned from that store. One, we don't think that the foot traffic was very high. And two, we think that there was no marketing material for the candle. They just kind of sat there. They looked nice, but if you walk by, you don't know why this candle costs $50. You have no idea why. And we realized, okay, we should put up some type of material that explains why you should buy the candle. Um, and then also with this particular situation, we're going to make it so that the candle stands out from everything else they're selling that's there. So I'll post a picture or video of what we kind of have right now. And then I guess maybe you'll see it in the store um, whenever that we put it in there and you'll get a picture of that. So that will be tomorrow that we drop that stuff off to them. So we're kind of excited. And then because we obviously need money, we're gonna have to go to other stores and just kind of see if they will buy them. Because now that I know that people are willing to just buy the candles all like all of them at one time, that's good for me to use when I'm talking to people. And which is so crazy. I don't know how many of you guys stayed around for the whole entire live. That was like three hours, so probably not a lot. But I know Vlad was there for a minute. Um, we were trying to go to different spas. And what I realized is that I don't think we are we want to be at a spa necessarily. We want to be in a resort because, well, I know I want to. I don't want to sell the candles retail right now i want somebody to buy them for their business and to use them for their business that's what i want um so the spas that we go to they don't usually use candles there so when i went to two other spas with melissa it was so crazy because two of the we we sold two big candles at these spas by accident like we went in there i'm like hey I'm gonna try and get them to, you know, buy the candles to use for the place. They both ended up buying one big candle for themselves. Forty dollar candle. They were just like, Yeah, let me get let me get one. I'll get that. I like that one. And I was just like, um, sure, okay. And but like I said, both of them they didn't really use the candles for their business. One of them was it seemed like a plastic surgeon, which came up as Google as a spa. And then the other one was more of like a dojo type you know, uh, do yoga type of thing. I'm looking for a resort. Like that's what I'm looking for, but that wasn't what we went to, but they still bought candles, which is crazy. Um, so I really want to try and explore that and push it into more bigger, like could just go to more places. We only did spas that day. We didn't go to hotels. We didn't go to cigars. We didn't go anywhere else, but spas, but either way, we have a long list of places that we still have to go check out and see if they will buy the candles from us. So, Hey, now speaking of the container store and the candles, y'all know a couple of weeks ago, I said that I want, maybe I didn't say it on here. Maybe I did. Maybe I did it. Maybe I did. I want to put the candles in the container store. I feel like that is our target audience. Melissa and I uh, were driving back a couple of weeks ago trying to figure out who are the people that buy our candles. And we realized that, shout out to Jay, we are talking about this in the comments. We realized that we know our person if we see them. Like we can, if we see the person, we know who they are. The problem is putting it into words. We don't really know exactly who that person is because we know the candles have a wide audience. Um, the people that buy candles that I've seen is so funny are men, really masculine looking men. So like muscles, tattoos, uh, like piercings in their face. You said what? Full, beard. Full beards, right? Those are the guys that buy candles. Also, you have gay gay men who usually are not very flamboyant but they they could be they're gay right um we have women what couples a couple what like gay couples no 
Not gay couples. Just oh couples. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had women of all shapes and sizes. It don't really matter. Like women, I don't think there's a particular one for women. What I would say though is I don't think that the brand is for. Uh, what would you call like? Like I want to call them like uppity, but like racist. Oh yeah, those. Yeah, I don't right. It, I guess you would say it's for progressive people, maybe. Right. I feel like it's for younger progressive, but I we it's not. I don't want to say younger. It's not younger. It's just progressive people. Yeah, but I don't feel like progressive is the right word either. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I know exactly what you're talking. Right. about. Right. We can't. We don't. We can't put it in words. I don't know how to describe it. Right. And I don't even know if that's. Would you say it's a race thing? In terms like what, white and black? Yeah. Like who? Like black people or white people? Like who? I, I mean, I, I feel like everybody, black or white, buys a candle. It's more white than black. Right. But that's because it's just, that's just because it's more white people than black people. But I'm like, do you think that's what causes their uppityness? The people that you're talking about. That don't buy. You're right. That, because that, we're not black? I mean, not white? We are black. Um... No, I don't think it's that. I don't think so. Either. I think I think it's the brand. I don't. I think I think it's us, but not because we're black. Like I think my mom sell to them better than we would. Like that's my assumption. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's they look at they want us to be like, why are you not in a slave suit? Like you should be like you should be wearing a suit and tie when you talk to me. You should have like your button your things on. Like so I think it's loose. I think the people that buy our candles are loose. Okay, so we we need hoes. We need. <laughs> We need all the thoughts out there. This is a thought brand. <laughs> so your pussies is loose. Buttholes is loose. That's what we need, right? Loose. Loose all up and down. <laughs> so that is the brand identity is loose. Looseness. I think, they are, I think they are loose. I think they go with the flow people. I think, they, I think they're just chilling. Like, yeah, you know, I'm here with my man, with my woman, my dog. I'm about to go back home. Like, right. I think they're just kind of chill people. What would you, but what, how would you describe, hey, we have a very chill environment, like, and I, and like I said, I can't say age, because it's, it's the, it's the same kind of person, but from every age group. Right. Like, the people that talk, the people that come up to us and talk, they'd be like, oh, I just was smoking weed before I got here, and they'd be 60 years old. But they also be data analysts and that is, CEOs, experts. That and, is very true. So it's like, I don't really know. We have, we but had workout chill. geeks. Like, right. Artists, amazing artists. Is it artists Some that buy the brand? Huh? Is it artists that buy the brand? I don't, I don't know. Cause like I said, what's her name? Um, it's not Jennifer. It's just something like that. The one that's a data analyst. Yeah. Like, she work from home. She chilling. But yeah, she is. Yeah, she's not a artist. I don't think. But I'm saying the other art. The uh, remember, I was specifically talking about the girls that were artists. Well, yeah, I, but I think that a lot of the people that buy the brand are in the same category as like artist like they give me like f- like it's free flowing like writers right writers people that paint people that draw people that uh what else we've seen huh i wonder i wonder if it's people that see the art in whatever they're doing hmm i mean i don't know how to, how to describe that because and old people don't be artists too. Them old the people that the people that don't buy the candle are the very stringent, like strict. No, I don't. I don't. I don't talk to me. Like they don't. So, but I, that's why I, I wonder if it's people that find the art and whatever. Because when I think of art, I think of like specific mediums. Like, but I think the way that you look at spreadsheets is your art. Does that make sense? Hmm. So I wonder if that's how 
non-traditional art like fits into that? Like people are passionate about things. Does that make sense? Bro, would you say it's a non-traditional brand? Non-traditional. I feel like that because I feel like well, Kaya, very non-traditional. <laughs> Kaya is not traditional at all. But you know what's funny about that? I feel like when we talk to her, her awesome. her values seem like they go more in direction of that, but her lifestyle is not. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I get like that from her, but she's like, "Listen, I'm gonna wear this and do tatted and do this and wear that." And so I definitely I would say non traditional is up there. Artist is up there. The gender doesn't really matter. Um, straight doesn't matter. Um, age doesn't matter. I, don't, I feel like they. I, I don't know. I guess everybody cares about something, but I don't know. I feel like they. We kind of always connect with them on something. I don't know, but that doesn't mean that the people that are saying no are walking past that we won't be able to make the same connection. Yeah, I I think that. I guess it comes down. It's an openness. I, yeah, it's an openness to it, and it's it's just old people with young, and I it's, I don't want to say old because it's a certain kind of old person. It's not all the old people. They're, they're, think of a racist old person. Think of like a racist old white lady. Those people do not want to buy from. They do not come to the table. It, it's like it's weird. It's whatever whatever would cause you to ignore someone. Uh, look, I think very traditional. I think very traditional is like not the on brand. Because okay. I think if I if I think of like a person that's traditional he right <laughs> i'd be, be selling the candles in my crop top with my <laughs> my shorts that makes that make okay i think we got something i think we figured something out no haircut no hairline <laughs> bruh hairline. <laughs> i mean like because it's not straight like it's just something about hairline oh. but yeah sure yeah i know yeah um but i don't they be that um i don't be wearing a suit when i go i'm not i don't iron my shirt or my pants i know last time no i tried to iron it but not even not even like a lot just kind of ironed it so it's definitely free-flowing non-traditional um what's it was another one artists yeah because it still looks nice mm-hmm. they still look at it it catches their eye they just don't want to come over they just feel like it's not for them yeah it's like you know it's okay it's probably not for you right and it's, and it's a thing because even listen when they remember the girl that bought it pretty little things that was her name the one that bought it at the grand bazaar she had a youtube channel i think so pretty in the pines pretty in the pines right she's she's like she has the the decor of an old person <laughs> what you disagree I don't know. I feel like you disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she would. Uh, oh, can you can you lower this one? <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's like maybe if it's not an old person, it's more like a um, like English. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I feel like it's yeah. I just feel like it's mad dark on here. It's probably not as dark as you think it is. Oh, maybe. It's pretty dark, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, you, I, you. I see you though. Yeah. All right. Like I said, listen. Yeah. Look different on the. Right, right. Y'all probably see it differently when it goes on there, but um, I feel like her decor is like European, but it's it was very muted colors. It was very like. Yeah, just just say traditional. Don't say old. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you know that might be uh. 
misconstrued the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because right, because like I said, the even you know what's crazy? Even the lady that was there that that sells the uh, kids' clothes. Teddy and doll take tea. Yeah, do you know her name? No. She's very non-traditional. Oh yeah. <laughs> right, and so yeah. Listen, we figured that is that is the target is non-traditional. That's it somehow. We just got to figure out more, get deeper into that. Um, so there's that. What? We're very non-traditional. We're 100% non-traditional. <laughs> nothing about the traditional other than the fact that we're heterosexual. That's that's probably the only part. And I, I mean, we date, we're both black, dating black. That's pretty traditional. Um, we haven't had sex yet. So that's pretty traditional. <laughs> Whoa, I don't see, Why are you laughing, Melissa? <laughs> First of all. We are abstaining from such atrocities and debauchery. All right, we are two. We until we are married. I will not even. We don't lay in the same bed. I have a couch. I sleep on a couch. First, I don't know what's so funny. I don't see why you laugh so much. Oh, it's okay. All right, okay. I wasn't sure what it was. All right, it sounded like you was trying to say something, but, um, but yeah. Listen, y'all see our channel. Nothing about it. What our lifestyle is at all. Tradition. No jobs. We I don't even know how we have a car in a house. We have right. We are listen. If you want to list all <laughs> other than being gay, we cross off every single maybe trans. We cross off every single thing on there. And I'm a guy trying to understand emotions. That's listen. That's pretty not traditional either. A lot of non traditional things are happening. Um. So, but back to the candles. When we were in the container store today, they they started carrying candles out, bruh. It's so crazy. They literally, I asked the lady and she was like, oh, we just started carrying candles like two weeks ago or a week ago. And I'm like, what are the odds that the store that we want to be in so bad decide to carry candles two weeks ago? And she was saying that if we wanted our candles in there, we could just, we should call up either some corporate number or go on LinkedIn right now of course you know whatever that is that is what it is now I personally uh want to wait because I feel like they have once the candles are in there and they chose a brand that I see a lot it's called LAFCO um I think our candles are way better than theirs I think they're better in the way they look I think the only thing they probably have on us right now to some degree would probably be like the price of their packaging that's because we don't have any money so like they have a box that they have you put the candles in we can't afford a nice laminated box yet but when we can we, it's gonna beat their box um that was kind of sexual but when we have that it's gonna outdo this because i feel like right now the way the candle looks you would rather buy that candle than buy their candle um and funny enough that's probably why the candle looks the way it does with the big font because it's not traditional and as people see it and go hmm i feel that Listen, I, was, I, was, I remember I was talking to somebody and they were like, mm, yeah, the candles that I see online look like this. Yours don't look like that. So maybe you should make it look like uh-huh. And I was like, mm, I hear you, but I really like how it looks. So I'm going to keep that the same. And it was, I mean, you know, I asked, I asked him for help and he obviously was like, this is just what I think. You know, you take what you want, leave what you want. Um, but yeah, it was very important to me to keep the big font for the candles. Yeah, and I think people listen. They statement piece. Um, so I think what what I'm thinking, or what's in my mind, is going down the line. I want that company that's there right now to prove that candles are worth having. And one of the things that the lady at the counter told me was that the container store will carry brands that they feel like has a very strong story behind it. And like, come on, look at us, really. Like, how could you not 
like coming up from like every nonce that we went through to get the candles here and i think also by that time we will have been able to build up the instagram following we'll have a more of a buzz i feel like we'll be doing multiple craft fairs so we can kind of come with numbers about it and it's like if another candle is already doing well in there and we're able to design a display for it, I think we can definitely get sales. And if we're doing that, and like I told y'all before, if we get them across the country, we have the candles all across the country. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Um, now, the last thing I say about the candles, okay? I don't know if y'all remember this. A couple of weeks ago, we had met some lady at the uh craft fair right and she has said that we should just hit up some beekeeper people or go to beekeeper i don't know whatever they, wherever they at i don't know where they they go on rooftops or a forest or in the park but we should go to them and ask them for their beeswax because they just throw it away they don't use it we were like what what do you mean she's like yeah they just they, they don't need it they have the they have the bees for the honey they don't need the wax they just get rid of it i'm like that would be insane because the price of the wax is if not I think it's the second most important. Is the second most expensive thing? I think it's the most expensive thing. Yeah, the wax is the most expensive thing and all the ingredients of it. If we're getting it for a significantly cheaper price or for free, it's like, come on. that Now, the margins would be just amazing. Just, oh, my God. Like, if oh, it would be so good. So, we went to a fair over the weekend because we we're also trying to find other fairs that, that would be good for us to go to and just kind of expand into they had one outside what's the name of it it was at a night market. queen's night market and we just chilled over there enough you know like like five ten minute little walk through there and funny enough funny enough there was a we didn't go there for this though there was a lady selling honey right so melissa spotted her and she was like oh she has honey like you think she does bees i'm like hmm, she might be a beekeeper i'm like let's go over there and talk to her and she was like yeah I have bees. Like, I use some of the wax for this. What did she use it for? Soap? What did she use? She used it for, like, candy or something? She used the frosting, she said, from the wax. She, she, she said she used it for something. I don't know exactly. Yeah, she, like, kind of uses the wax, but she mostly focuses on the honey and what you could do with the honey, like, whatever you're going to use the honey for. So, I'm like, oh, uh, do you mind if we have the wax? She's like, yeah, I don't think I make enough. But, funny enough, my friend just hit me up the other day, and they said... Do I want any of their wax? Because they don't know what to do with it. Now, here's where this gets... This, is, this whole thing is just crazy to me, right? Because when we left there, it didn't even feel real. I felt like we were playing a video game. If you ever played those... Um, are they role player? I think they're role player games. We're like walking around, trying to figure stuff out. You just kind of wandering. What? Hate them. Hate them. Right? hate those games and I, I need something to do but you, some games you'd be wandering around and not even like grand theft auto wandering i feel like those are the games where you wander and it's nothing, like you're trying to like you want to go through this path but like you can't so you're just like walking around like you can't like in grand theft auto you could like go shoot somebody you could like get the car drive around go crazy like you could do that stuff but in the other wandering games you could just like chop a tree for seven hours to get to get right to get more coin to take to the butcher to buy meat to sell to sally up the block to the, get the key for the door you could do that right i felt like that's what we were doing i felt like we went over to the market we were like oh let's go to the market we went to the market they're like oh my god you found us here you is your free beeswax and i'm like this doesn't even feel real like the fact that we went there without the intention of even looking for that for somebody to say that she's a beekeeper and then to follow up and say she has a friend who just said hey do you want my free beeswax like 
I really felt like I was in a game. I felt like I was in a video game. I'm like, this is not real life. Like, this cannot be realistic that this is what's happening. On top of the fact that I just said about the whole the container store thing, it's like, this is just, this seems crazy. But, bruh. So, that was, uh, that is the update for the candles. Um, I'm trying to think what else we have. Um, Ink sports is on here too. You said what? Ink. Oh, right. Almost forgot. I almost forgot. So we got an email today, right? We met a guy a couple of weeks ago. He has a company called Inked Sports. I-N-K-E-D Sports. Okay, so I am going to read this email. Oh, never mind. All right, so here is the email that we got today. All right. If you're ready for this, make sure you're ready. I'm not sure if you remember me from a few weeks ago at the indoor flea market in Williamsburg, but my name is... Tyler, I'm a recent graduate at the University of Southern California with a degree in business administration and an emphasis in entrepreneurship. I'm also the founder of a startup called Inc. Sports, an influencer marketing service for brands and underserved college athletes to connect for sponsorship and modeling opportunities. After being an actual customer of your brand, room service is, oh, this is quotations. Okay, listen to this. This is what he said in quotations. Parentheses, excuse me. He said, room service is elite. I won't lie to you, okay? All right? He said, I definitely think Ember Candles would be an incredible fit for our female college athletes and beloved by their social media followings. We'd love to work with Ember Candles completely free of any service slash deal fees as we want to focus on on our traction and learn as much as possible as we continue to grow our startup. Smiley face. To put it simply... Ink Sports helps you work with highly efficient influence that mainly target Gen Z and millennials at a fraction of the cost of full-time influencers. Our service includes finding athletes that target your desired audience and demographic, issuing standard influencer contracts, executing and assisting deals, automatically tracking the progress of your deals in real time using social media APIs. Okay. Uh <clears throat> The best part about working with college athletes is that they aren't professional influencers, so they won't be asking for professional rates. From what we've seen with our athletes so far, they are so thrilled to get just free merch in exchange for a few posts on social media or a simple modeling session, which is super great for brands looking for cost-effective ways to utilize influencer marketing. We already have 125 plus athletes excited to connect with brands, with over half of our roster being USC, UCLA, and Utah female athletes. If you're interested in becoming one of the brands in our group Slash would like to learn more about us. I love to continue our convo and answer any questions you may have. If all goes well, we would like to add you guys to our marketplace. It's also free to sign up and start coming up with fun marketing ideas that we can accomplish between your awesome brand and our athletes. Okay. And then at the bottom, he put this wonderful picture of him with a smiley face uh, with the candle he has burned down to it being nothing left. I might even save that. To, I might have to put that somewhere. Like he had. Yeah, this candle is empty done yeah, it is. so he's been burning he's been trying to get the last little 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 uh smell out of that one so shout out to him we're definitely gonna look in we're, we're gonna do that for sure like and we just figured out today we need non-traditional at whoever you have that like to get tattoos whoever you have that likes to like have a lot of sex and smoke weed and you know defy society or even just chill and do art and crafts and you know paint we all artists, non-traditional. That's what we need. That's that. And even think about um, 
what's his name oh my botox Oh, bro. Yeah. Bruh, that's how that is. Listen, listen. That's a guy that we met. He has a company called Botox, and he's an artist, and his name is Bo. And he sells art that he draws to like really, really rich people, like really rich white women, I think, or just rich women, women in general. Um, but it's funny because that's our demographic artists who are like artists first and then non traditional. Those, the, those are the categories for us. So I guess I'm excited for the candle stuff. Uh, we're gonna try and set up that uh, like gift situation where we have like multiple uh, like candles to send out. Like I said, I, we just don't have the money. Like, like where, when we start getting the money to, uh, oh, and shout out to my sister. She paid for the craft fair. I don't know if I told y'all. I tried to book one. I tried to book one for the twenty. 425th under a different category they found out and canceled it so we had to book the 8th and 9th and then the following weekend and then we went over there the other day they only had one candle person extra in there there was no new candle people i was mad um but when i get the check for the gamestop i'm gonna try and book the next week the third week that we didn't book and we're going to try and keep booking as early as possible now. Like we learn, we learn. I learned my mistake is not booking the craft fair. Book the damn craft fair. That is, I will book that shit on Friday if we have the money. Book it, and then we could cancel it if anything. We just say no, we don't want it no more. Book that shit. So that's that is what I've learned over this. Oh, you don't agree with that? No. Damn. Why don't you agree with that? <laughs> uh, they're they. I well, I've tried getting a refund before. And they don't like doing those. I don't care what they like to do. You gonna give me a damn refund? <laughs> shit. They, they, they gave me a little hard time. Like what? What they say? They want to give me a refund. What is what is not want to give you a refund? Me? I don't know what that means. They, they, they don't do they, no. We don't do these. I had to tell them this is an emergency. I remember that. Listen, you gotta give my damn money. I wish you would tell me that. Give me my damn money. Stop playing with me. Listen, I'll tell them I book. I will book on the wrong category on purpose and be like, <laughs> "Welp, I'm not a candle brand no more. I now do jewelry. Give my money back." Um. So so right now we're booked out for those two weekends. Hopefully we can get the, the third week after that. Uh, let's see what else happened last week. Mm -mm -mm. This week was this, over the last week. Like I said, it was so debauchery in terms of Melissa and I relationship. Just me trying to understand myself as a human, trying to understand emotions and how you know just all of that stuff. Right now, I, I definitely would say I've had some breakthroughs for sure. One of the most important things that I've learned, or actually I kind of walked through the process of how I got to this. A, a while ago, like a while ago, I remember saying something along the lines of like, Melissa is trying to put her emotions into me and I don't want to feel that. Like if I'm happy, then don't bring that to me. Like, cause then she want to hug me if she feels the type of way. And I'm like, you gonna, or if you're mad, you're trying to make me mad. I'm like, I don't need that. I'm like, you should be able to deal with that yourself before you bring it to me. I'm in a great mood and now you want to bring this thing to me, right? So that's what I was saying before. But in that conversation, I remember also saying that it is, that's how emotions work. That's how you communicate with people. It's through emotions. And the words are on top of that. The words are used to communicate how you're feeling if somebody can't pick up on it or it's a different language or whatever the case might be. I also said in one of those conversations that I think the best way to handle emotions for a guy would be would be being able to be like really mad and sad, like being able to fluctuate. As soon as a girl cry, he cry. Like to be able to match it and communicate that emotional effectively, right? That's what I kind of was thinking. I disagree with that to some extent. I'm going to explain why. The other day, 
I was in the bathroom. Melissa and I got into some type of petty argument about something stupid, right? And I remember thinking like, is this how women feel? Because I've, I've been trying to, when I'm not, like if I feel like I'm not mad anymore, to just let it go. Just like, okay, you feel like you're not mad, you felt the thing go away, just let it go, you're good. Just let, stop thinking about it, right? And it feels crazy to me at the time because I'm thinking, if I just told Melissa I'm mad, like, yo, I, whatever you just did made me mad. You said something to me, I got upset by it, or it's annoyed, it annoyed me. I've been trying not to say annoyed anymore because I feel like as a guy, I would use the word annoyed to hide. I'm actually either frustrated or mad about something or I, got, or I was hurt by something. So I would just say I'm annoyed because, you know, a lot of times as guys, right, you'll ask the guy, like, yo, are you mad? He's like, no, nah, I'm not mad, bro. I'm not mad. I'm just trying to say it. I'm just saying this. But you sound mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You're like... If you sound, and then now you want to fight. I told you I'm not fucking mad. Why you can tell me I'm mad? I'm not. Right? So I feel like that happens because men are trying to show that I don't have emotion. Like you can't uh, um, affect my emotion. So when I'm trying this new emotional thing where it's like, okay, trying to, when I'm mad, say that I'm upset about something. Like, yes, I am mad about this petty little tiny thing. You, you left the light on and I'm mad. Like, yes, I'm upset. Um, I think that allows for the conversation to flow easier when it first starts. The part that I learned from that was I felt like, okay, I wonder if this is how women feel where they're like mad and they're happy, then they're mad, then they're happy, then they're sad, then they're not sad. Because I'm like, this feels crazy. I'm like, I feel like a crazy person because I was literally just mad at Melissa for, I can't remember what it was. It was something, we were in the bed and we were like, I think, I feel like it was something with the counter. I feel like it was before that. Mm. But I guess it would like it was something very small. Um, you were looking for something. You were looking for something and I said it's not in that bag. Yes. Yes. It was it was something for a candle, no, my phone. It was something. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was that you were looking for, but it was with the candle stuff. So you were asking me if I knew where it was. And I said, no, I don't. And then you were going in a bag. And I'm like, oh, it's not in that one. I know it's not in that one. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that is what pretty much how it, how it happened. Um, so when Melissa, this, from my perspective, this is why I was upset, right? Because I asked her, hey, do you know where my wallet is? Right. She said, no, I don't know where it's at. I'm like, oh, okay. You don't know where it's at. Got you. So then I'm looking through the bags. No, I think I asked her, do you know which bag it's in? And she said, no, I don't know which bag it's in. And I go, okay, fine. I'm looking at the bags myself. I'm going to go check all the bags. So I go grab a bag and check it. I'm taking things out the bag. Like, no, it's not in that bag. Right? And I'm like, first of all, before you didn't even know what bag it was in. Now you tell me what bag it's not in. So to me, I perceive that as... The things I was taking out of the bag were glass. And I'm like, she thinks I'm going to probably break one of these. So she's trying to prevent me from going more into the bag so something doesn't break on here. Right? That's how I perceive this. I'm like, yo, you annoy Like, I'm now, I don't think I said at the moment. I might wait like maybe a minute or two, but I end up saying it. Um, I was just annoyed. I was upset by it. Cause I'm like, why are you, I'm, why are you bothering me? That's how I feel. But why are you bothering me? If I am doing this thing that has no effect on you, why are you telling me it's not in the bag? When I asked you before what bag is in, now you're telling me, you don't you it's not in that one right so i'm like whatever so i end up getting in bed we're talking about it i'm like I'm, that made me upset i'm like hey that made me upset about that thing you did whatever whatever 
So we talked about it, and I remember going in the bathroom, and I remember feeling like, yeah, I feel better now. Like, I'm not mad anymore. And she doesn't, it wasn't like through the conversation. It was like literally my body did not feel the same anguish that it felt when I was thinking about this bad situation. And I'm just like, this will be insane because I, I really felt so much anger about the thing. And for it to just be gone, it's like, that's kind of crazy. Like, that's really a crazy situation to feel that upset about something and to just be poof, gone. I feel better now. So I'm like, okay. And that's why I keep referencing, like, I wonder how women feel because I feel like a crazy person. Because I'm like, was that something I should be that mad about? Um, I don't think so, but I still felt that mad about it. Don't know why, but that's what I felt. So, fast forward to um, the other day. So, or even... Fast forward to a couple days later, I started thinking about this process of emotions and I realized that for me, my emotion, my emotional state is one or zero. Like it's binary. If y'all know what that means, it's either one or the other. There's no, and this is if you into like quantum stuff, it's like, it's, there's no, it's a spectrum. Quantum, quantum is like a spectrum and binary is like one and zero. So my emotions is I either feel it or I don't. That's it. There is that is it. Either I'm upset or I'm not upset. Um, so I realized that because of that, my decisions are also destructive. Like my personality type, I feel like it's destructive in the sense that if I get mad, I, I'd rather just blow the thing up. And be like, listen, I I've tried to fix it. It's not working. I will just go my separate ways. And I talked about this in the podcast last week, I think, where if I get annoyed enough times by a person, I'm just going to go, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Like, if, whether it be Melissa, whether it be a family member, whether it be a friend, I'm like, yo, I'm just not, I just don't care. I'm not, I don't want to feel the stress when I try to fix it, so I'm going to just leave. That's always my thought process, right? Just do it. So I start thinking about it more. And I go, okay, this this emotional thing is a spectrum, right? Like, how mad am I about the thing? Like, it's, it's, let me ask, actually, let me take that back. It's living in the emotion. That's a better way to put it. It's not a spectrum. It's living in the emotion as opposed to I'm mad and then I'm not mad. Like, that I feel like is how I've been living my life for the majority of me being alive. I think as a man, I try to avoid having the feeling or at least showing the feeling, which I, it's not new, but that's just how I've, I'm noticing it, right? Because I'm trying to work through it. And I think that comes from whenever you tell somebody that something is wrong as a man, they tell you just leave it alone or why are you acting so soft, whatever the case might be. So I'm trying to like work on that. I, uh, hmm. okay, so now what I do is if something gets me upset or bothers me, I will say, hey, that thing got me upset as soon as it happens. Even if it's something small or petty, I'm like, hey, I feel upset right now. Like now I'm upset, right? And then going from there, instead of letting it, instead of holding on to it, because obviously what happens is you hold on to it and it comes out in other ways. So I'm like, okay. No matter if it's petty, if he walked in front of me too quickly, if she bumped me or something, I'm like, hey, I'm mad now. Now I'm upset, right? And then we kind of talk about it from there. 
one thing I've also noticed from the past, and even from women now, which I find to be very interesting. I remember when I was running a game on women, right? There's a thing called amogging, and that's pretty much what's called alpha male of the group. And you pretty much just shit on other guys. That's pretty much what it is. It's just you shit on other dudes. That's more or less what it is. So one of the things that came from that was like, if there was a guy who was emotional that a girl was talking to that I knew, you would be like, oh, Oh, you be dating an emotional ass dude. You need to you need to a man that don't even feel emotion. He don't have emotion. What's an emotion? Why he even do those, right? And I used to always remember in every situation that I would say that in, all of them, they would disagree with me, right? And I would be like, nah, you bugging. That's why you had those problems. He's emotional. And they'd be like, nah, I don't care if my man cry. I don't care if my man feels like this. I don't care if my man sad or anything like. And I'll be like, nah, you care. You just act like you don't care. You know you care. And I would be trying to convince them that they care and don't want the man to be emotional. And I thought it was very strange to me that, like I said, time after time, woman after woman, they would always fight me on that. So I, I think innately that isn't a problem to women. Um, but like I said, now it comes down to how you're actually showing your emotion. But I think being emotional necessarily doesn't affect the woman in the way that men think it does. So now, this is where again. This is where things start getting kind of deep. All right. So, so with my emotion, right? Hmm. Okay, so now that I've been trying to understand emotion, I've been trying to speak more emotionally, right, and understand people's emotions more. So recently, uh, a family member of mine, we had went out and I felt like they were bothered. I felt like something was just off with them, right? They didn't, they didn't seem themselves. And... I felt bad about how they felt because I know how they normally are and it really affected me. And I've talked about this before in the podcast about communicating to somebody when they are emotionally off kilter as opposed to needing a logical answer. There's a difference of communication between the two and communicating emotionally is just making that person feel better as opposed to like giving them a solution for the problem, which is what I, you know, most men do anyways. So. The only thing I could think about was giving them a hug, right? And it's very strange to me because one, okay, I gotta put this. I think people, or myself, I think I, think I try to know how emotions work. I try to understand how emotions work. And from over this weekend, I don't think that's something that you that I know or understand is something that I'm supposed to feel. I feel how emotions work. So I ask myself, what do I feel like this person needs from me right now? And I try and do that thing. So in this situation, I feel like it was a hug. And at that time, there were like small obstacles to doing that, to like having to go back to the house and then like, you know, giving them a call back to come back downstairs. And when I saw them, I just gave them a hug, right? Like an actual hug. I didn't know, I'd have no words to say. I didn't really know what to say. I just knew that I felt like this would be the thing that makes them feel better. And we both started crying, right? And 
I relate this back to the first thing I said before was that when Melissa might feel mad about something or something is bothering her, she might take it out on me when she comes in the house. So she might want to hug me or like if she's anxious, she'll like hold my arm. And I'm like, I can feel your anxiety through my arm. Like I can feel that. And it makes me now feel uncomfortable because I was feeling fine before, but now I don't feel that way anymore because of what you feel. And now you're putting that onto me. And that's a way of communicating emotionally, right? So in this moment that me and them are crying, I'm just like, I'm, I'm tearing up and I can feel like their emotion kind of like falling from them, like and kind of the tension releasing from their body when I was hugging them. So my goal at the time was to just try and just tell them what I'm feeling at the just just tell me what I'm feeling. I don't want them to change what they're doing. I just want them to know how I feel. And I wanted them to know that. I care about them. That was my that was the biggest thing for me. Like I just want you to know that I care about you and I don't want you to do A or B. I just want you to know that whatever you decide to do is going to be the right answer. And I say that because I feel like a lot of times people have a problem where they don't know what the right answer is and they, they start to like kind of not trust themselves anymore and i feel like for most people it end up working out anyways but working out doesn't mean you won't have any problems it just means that you're going to learn from the problem but i think what happens is people stay doing the wrong thing longer because they're trying to prove to everyone else what they're doing is correct but if i feel like if most people just said hey make the right decision whatever that is for you do that I think most people would actually make what everybody else wants them to do. So in that moment, I just want her to know that you should trust yourself, whatever that is. I trust you. I care about you. I love you. And I just want to give you a hug. Um, so like I said, we were just kind of there crying in the lobby. And I'm, it, was, it was funny because there was a guy trying to get in. And I'm just like, try to open the door for him. Cause like my, I'm very kind in that way. But I'm like, I think I have to be selfish in this moment and be like, you know what? I'm going to just keep giving this person a hug. Mind, he's standing there kind of like knock on the door, like ringing the bell, whatever. And I'm just like, bro, I can't, I'm not going to not hug them and then go and open the door for you and come back. Like, I'm not going to do that. So you have to just take that L. Um, so that was that. Now here's where it gets even crazier. Cause it gets crazier than this. So I felt like they felt a lot better and i felt like i felt better i felt really good i felt very light after that you know i always think that crying is a great thing to do i say that when i was in college i tried to force myself to cry one time and i felt like it was an ejaculation of feeling like that's what the, that's what i equated to was like coming but for feelings and emotions so now okay i can give you some context there is a show called hunter hunter if y'all know the show then y'all might know what i'm talking about if y'all don't just bear with me to understand the analogy so in Hunter Hunter, they have a, a power or um, it's called Nin, right? Now, how the Nin works is you have to open up your nodes. Now, if you were to imagine what nodes are, just think about your cell or your capillaries on your arm or your skin. Just like whenever you sweat or perspire, whatever opens up that to come out, just think of that as a node, right? So they open those up and they have like a lot of like life energy come out of them, Okay. So they're strong. They get to a point in the show where people's now Melissa, correct me whenever I started saying something that's not true. The people's nin is so strong, right, that someone walking by can feel their intent. So they a lot of if, they're, if you're a murderer, they're like, damn, that person is crazy. Like they must like they're I can feel how murderous their intent is. You can also feel how good someone's intent is, right? 
the other side of that is a person that's releasing the nin. If 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 you enter their nin, they can feel how you feel. They can understand like, oh, you are a bad person. You're a good person. You're, tr- you're thinking this. You have this. You're doing that, right? So after crying, I felt my nodes open up, right? I felt like, oh, I, f- I feel like I can sense more emotions around me than what's happening, right? I felt a lot lighter. I'm like, okay, this feels interesting. So I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling light. I'm like, oh, this is this is really good. So earlier in the day, we had went to the movie. We saw Woman King. Shout out to Woman King. If you have not seen that movie, it is an amazing, phenomenal movie. I probably won't talk about it today because the time's not going to be long enough, but it is phenomenal. Like godly, amazing movie. So at the time, we go to the movie theater, right? I get out the car and I'm standing waiting for Melissa. She's like in the back seat. I'm like, okay, I'm standing there waiting. She's getting stuff. She's getting stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm still standing outside the car. People waiting for us inside the inside the movie theater. I'm just like, okay. She's getting stuff. I'm like, she's going kind of slow. I'm like, maybe she don't really care. I'm like, maybe I don't know what she's doing. She's taking mad long, right? So I'm like, all right. So Today would be a good day to leave the car. I'm, you know, I'm, I ain't say that. I'm just thinking that. Like, okay. So we find she finally gets out, gets out the, she finally gets out the car. All right. We walk through the parking lot to the door. Now Melissa wants to go and throw out stuff in the garbage can. I'm like, all right. So she goes to the garbage can, starts throwing things out in the garbage can. I'm like, all right. So now wait, I'm hoping I'm holding the door for her to come inside the door. Something falls out of the garbage can and starts flowing down the street. She starts chasing it down the street after the thing. All right. Now, it's like five to seven steps, not far, but she's going after this thing. So, I'm still holding the door. And I'm like, people waiting for us. Now, you decide you want to, like, chase after this napkin on the floor to put in the garbage can. You was taking along in the car because you want to clean up, which you normally never do. And I, I point that out. I'm like, you never do that, really. And now, we get inside. I'm like, yo, what's, I'm like, you good? Like, what's going on with you? Like, you acting kind of, like, slow. Like, you moving mad slow today. Like, what you doing? Like, what's going on? She was like, well, I know that you don't like me throwing things. I know you don't like me leaving things in the car. And I also know that you don't like littering things like that. So, I try to throw stuff out. I'm like, all right. I get you. But, like, you know, people waiting for us. Um, and... I'm like, you want to choose now of all times to be like cleanly in the car? Like when somebody's waiting, that's when you want to do this? So that happened early in the day, right? So then when we get this now, fast forward to after I cried, right? Um, We had went to get an oil change for the car. And when we got there, same thing again. I get out the car, open up the door. Melissa's kind of just sitting in the back, getting her stuff together. I'm looking, I'm like. What's up with you in this? Like, you, you, like, what's going on? Right? I'm like, okay. I'm not like, I'm not mad enough. I just, I'm just kind of like, you seem to take a long time to get out the back of the car. So, she says, you know, it'd be a lot easier if you if you open the door for me or held the door for me, something like that, right? And I was just like, I'm like what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what do you? I'm like, where do I even come from? Come on, just, I'm not mad. I'm just like kind of waiting, like what, like why it's taking so long? I don't understand why it's taking so long. So when she said that, I'm just like, that was kind of crazy. Like, why would she say that? That was such a, a not uh, on cue or on par thing to say at this moment, right? So, like I said earlier, I felt very different, okay? So, I was able to pick up on this. Now, y'all can pick up on it because of what I just told y'all. But for me, there was hours between that moment and this moment. So I wasn't even thinking about that. When this happened, normally I get upset. I'm like, yeah, why are you acting like that? Why are you talking like you being, we're not disrespectful, but like being rude or short for no reason. That's normally what I'm thinking. 
But in that moment, I'm like, Melissa is hurt by something. Like something is hurting her. And I could, I knew it. I'm like, something is hurting her right now. But I, I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, what could I have done that would hurt her? And I'm like, oh my God, it must be from how I was responding earlier in the day with the door outside the movie theater. And I'm just like, I never even thought about, I'm like, normally I either would not know, or I think it would take me longer to pick up on it. But I think for somehow, like I said, working on my emotions and trying to regulate them and like live in them and say, hey, yes, I'm mad. Okay, now I feel better. Like, because I feel like a lot of time guys will say, no, I, don't worry. Let me give some time. I'll figure it out. Don't like leave me alone. Or they say, no, nah, I don't feel no emotions. I don't feel nothing. Right. So I'm like, no, I am mad right now. And I'm mad because of this. And now you gave me a hug. I feel better now. Yep. Thank you for the hug. I feel better. You gave me a kiss. I feel better. You left me alone. I feel better. And I'll just say it because I want them to know like, hey, or Melissa to know like the, the, the energy I had earlier is gone. I feel better now. So in the moment, I'm like, yo. I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I think I, I think I hurt her. And it, it clicked to me again, like, oh, she's trying to hurt me by what she said. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, I heard her earlier from how I was responding to what she was doing. So now she is trying to hurt me, but she is only doing that because she feels hurt or in pain. So we get inside, right? And I, we were talking about, you know, what happened at the house um, with me and the other person. And as I was thinking about it, I, was, I had to say, like, I think I know why you said what you said about the door. And some of y'all might have been there for the live stream. Maybe some of y'all weren't. But I have this thing where I don't say I'm sorry because I think that it's self-deprecating and I think that. I'm not a sorry person. So to say that is wrong. I, I would say I apologize, but there's something wrong. I'm like, you know what? My bad. I was wrong for that. I apologize. Right. But for some strange reason, it doesn't have the same effect. I don't know why. I, I have a theory, but I don't necessarily know. But I noticed that it, if I say it to somebody, like if I step on somebody's foot or if I do something to somebody and I go, my bad or yo, yo, oops. Like people go, yeah, all right, bro. Like, yeah, don't do that shit again. But I feel like if you say, I'm sorry. They go, ah, it's cool. Like, they feel a lot better about it. So, in the moment, I'm like, I know what I have to do. Like, I feel what I have to do. And it was to tell Melissa I'm sorry for how I made her feel earlier about the door and give her a hug. And I feel like in the moment that I did that, that solved. And, like, it, 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 like, sidestepped spin move juke the whole door thing about how she responded to me and how i felt about it to like i know that you're in pain by the thing i did to you earlier and i am sorry for doing that making you feel that way so and I'm, I'm giving you a hug because i know that it helps with like relieving the stress or tension it makes you feel good and i felt like once i it was once i said the words i'm sorry for the thing that i did i felt like it kind of just like it, she just uh, you want, how do you want to describe it? Because I have I don't know how I would describe it, but what would you, how would you describe that? Um, I'm curious to hear what you. Okay, so how I would describe it was like, oh, you see me, like you understand me, and you 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 feel what I like what I'm feeling, like I oh we're connecting right now, like okay I I feel that, and I felt like also it all whatever she was holding in terms of the the stress or the pain from earlier just fell just gone it was just like oh it just disappeared and i'm like wow that was crazy like it was an insane thing for that to happen um 
Do you think you want to say I could, I could keep going? I, don't know. I think that's I think that's accurate. I think um I think it was interesting because I didn't know that that was the reason. But when you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely, yep, that's definitely what. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, yeah, like you said, I don't normally do it, but it's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be better, trying to work on things. Um, I honestly didn't know that. Uh, I didn't think there was a rush. If that made sense. Um, because we were, I thought we were early, so, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, and then, and then, I guess I kind of felt like, damn, just two times, oh, um, y'all probably don't know this, but, oh, if you watch the last live you do, that I sit in the back of the car now because it helps with my anxiety, so when I sit in the back of the car, I'm mad comfortable, I got my shoes off, my jacket sometimes gets off, I'm, I'm, I'm like, my legs is folded, I'm in a little pretzel, I'll be chilling. So, um, because I'm also, you know, not used to sitting in the back, I underestimated how long it would take me to kind of get all my stuff together to then go back outside. Um, so, yeah. I think that Donovan's, um, I thought it was, it was kind of interesting because we were able, I think what Donovan, um, kind of, uh, learning more about emotions in general, his emotions, my emotions, it kind of lessens our things that I guess would be arguments. So I think that's interesting. Yeah. So now so like i said it's it's a crazy thing to me that i'm realizing because the the ability to be able to have the emotion feel it and then let it go when it's actually gone i don't think about it i don't feel it anymore i feel a lot better and also it i don't think it comes up again in things that i don't expect also from doing this I was able to pick up on the times that I felt like the nodes or the emotions were closing, as in like, I started to feel myself hardening more. One of those times when I started getting kind of hungry. So that is just a funny thing. I started getting kind of hungry and I felt like Melissa would do something. I would get, I would be like, yo, why you, I would get annoyed by the thing. Whatever, it was just like little, I'm just like, oh, why? Just, uh, I just felt like that, right? And it's because I'm like, I'm probably already in pain from the hunger that I want to eat. And whatever she does is just adding to that. So today, okay, this is like I said, I, this is something I'm still working on. I'm trying to figure out how to master this thing and get it down to 100%. Today, we were at the container store. And I had went to pick up something that I thought would be a good display. I thought it would be it was actually funny looking. It was like a spinny wheel thing, whatever, right? So I'm spinning it, and I'm kind of like smiling at her, like, like laughing. Like, oh, look at this thing that spins. And she was like, no, because people are gonna, kids are going to knock it down and break the candles. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you? Now I'm getting, I'm getting upset. I'm like, what are you? Where's, where's that from? Right? And she tried to grab it, and I'm just like, no, I'm not giving it to you. Right? I'm like, all you, all you want to do is take it and put it back on the shelf after I'm, I'm playing with the thing. I'm just, we in the store just walking around playing with the thing. And I'm like, your logic is that if somebody puts a, if we put a candle on this, a kid will spin it too, too hard and it'll fall off and break. And I'm like, if you put it on the thing that you want to buy, a kid can still knock it off and it can still break. 
she was saying that because it's induced somebody because it spins someone might want to actually play with it more because it spins my thing was if someone is going to spin it harder for it to fall on the floor they will probably knock the candle down on the floor also the same kind of kill probably do the same thing in the moment i'm like i felt how i felt right i'm like yo something about what you did with that hurt me like i'm hurt right now right and i feel like the crazy thing about that was in that moment melissa said that when i said that it made her remember like two minutes before that happened that she was thinking that i wasn't gonna take her to get dunkin donuts right because she wanted to get dunkin donuts before we got there and i didn't we didn't go there to get it right so i think that she was hurt by that and then she decided to try and hurt me by the thing that i was enjoying at the time but i think that could have turned to a very large argument because or even if i would have just held on to it and be like you know what i'm not gonna tell her that she hurt my she hurt my feelings about taking a thing from me uh or trying to, or telling me that it's gonna break or whatever she has said if i just let it if i just hold on to it i'll be walking around here salty i'll be thinking about it i'll be trying to hold it in while still trying to act like it doesn't bother me going down the line we're gonna get somewhere she's gonna annoy me about something else that's totally different right let's say she goes hey donovan uh why you walk through the door that way now the energy i had from the thing earlier is stacked up with this and now i'm gonna blow up even more about this thing because i'm like yo why are you asking about the door F fuck the door forget the door why you don't ask about the door but if she like why it's like nah 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 you always, always bothering me always annoying me i don't like that that kind of thing right so in the moment we're talking about it i'm like yeah that hurt me she said yeah i, I just realized i was actually hurt by dunkin donuts thing and i'm like hmm so probably about a minute and a half i'm like two minutes afterwards i'm like yeah i feel better now i'm like the feeling is gone i feel better it's and it completely completely gone and not only is it gone like and by gone i mean i'm not feeling it it doesn't affect a relationship going forward like it's not something that we now like yeah man i remember you always doing this and this is always happening whatever the case might be because like i said it would definitely escalate to something else and we would have for sure made it a lot worse so but that is, like I said, the emotions thing is so crazy. And there are other small things that we've kind of experienced because of it. But it's, it's oh, it's okay. Before I go, before we wrap it up, um, one of the reasons, one of the things that helped me to get to where I'm thinking about now is something my sister has sent me last week. And I didn't play it on the podcast. I played it after the podcast. So I'm going to play it right now for y'all. And then we're going to wrap it up. Part of why we walk out of the room, ma'am, when you go off is so that we don't, because we can't, that disrespect, I can't treat you like I would treat a man. Yes. So I would rather walk away than take your head off your head. Yes. Right? Yeah. Having said that, what I learned was I was numb, and every time my wife would cry, I would leave and say, get it together. I wouldn't say that physically, yeah. literally, but it, when you get it together, I'll be back, and we can maybe discuss it. Yeah. And one day, Holy Spirit said, don't walk out, walk toward her. And King, I remember like Talk yesterday. about it. She was in the kitchen crying, something I had done. And I, I said, I'm going to walk toward her. And every step I took, I just began to weep. Till I got to the kitchen and we're both on the floor, sitting Indian style in tears. And from that moment on, I was able to feel her. And I stopped making stupid mistakes and decisions because now I feel what she would feel if I do that. All right? So you have to feel emotion, not live out of it. There's a difference. Part of why we walk out of the room, man, yeah. when you go off. So, like I said, that's something that I definitely have internalized because now uh, 
with Melissa, if she tries to if she tries to do something to me that annoys me, I'm like it's probably coming from something that's hurting her. And Epiphany this week, she's on her cycle. So when she tries annoying me and learning today, I was just like, why are you trying to start an argument with me? And I'm like, she's in pain by something. Like, what could be causing her pain? I'm like nothing's happening. And I'm like, she t- like it's her cycle. I'm like she said her stomach hurts because of what she's about to go through in a couple of days. But I don't think at that time she knows that's what she's feeling. But I'm like, oh, uh, I'm just gonna give you a hug because I'm like, like I said, hugs are magic, fucking amazing. Um, but. It's just, it allows the pain that she feels, I feel like to be translated to me. And I also think that because of that, it's like, hey, if I can carry this thing that's bothering you, then that might make you feel better. So that's what I've been kind of living out. And again, this is only like a week in. I'm still trying to learn more about it. So, uh, but I wish I could have, I want to talk more about Tanisha. We didn't get to her yet, but we will do that next week, hopefully. She, I want, I want to talk about the um, men paying half thing. So, but we didn't, uh, we're not going to get that today. We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all of the behind the scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D O N I V A N G R A Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A N E T A B U R N. Okay. You know what it is? This year is almost over. Something's bubbling. I can't tell. I don't know. All right. We still got a couple, three months left. Maybe four months left. All right. With hashtag Bamboo Project 2022. And with that being said, Bamboo Project 2022.